Welcome to Grow Your Dental Practice Podcast. I'm your host, Mohammed Ismail. I'm a cloud accounting expert and a business advisor to dental and medical professionals. My firm, Shift Accounting, has helped our clients reach their financial goals. How do we do this? Well, we offer awesome bookkeeping and business consultancy. Our monthly management reports provide valuable financial insights. These insights can help you improve your profitability and get you to your goal faster. Our goal for the Grow Your Dental podcast is to provide you with valuable resources to help you build, manage, and grow your dental practice. I interview experts in a variety of areas. Whether you are just thinking about starting your own practice or you're already well on your way, there's something for everyone here. We wanted to start the podcast off with a bang, so we released the entire full season so you can get started. We'll be back later this year to continue providing you with valuable insights and expert opinion for starting and managing and growing your dental practice. Enjoy the show. In the last episode, we talked about buying an established dental clinic. This episode, we are going to focus on securing yourself alone. Today, Teresha Ducker, Director of Business Development for ATB, is going to walk us through the loan process for dentists building or buying a practice. Topics we are going to cover, when you need to start thinking about funding a new clinic, what is the application process for getting a loan, what you should do if you're in a cash flow crunch. We are very excited to welcome our special guest today for this episode, Teresha Decker. Teresha, why don't you give us uh, a quick intro about yourself? Thank you, Mohammed. Well, my name is Trisha Decker, and I am a director for business development with ATB. I came to ATB uh, August of 2017 to assist them with their healthcare professional offering and to help them establish a presence in the market. Uh, I came, I've actually been in the industry for about, well, over 10 years. Um, so I've kind of done the relationship management as well as now creating the program. And that's a little bit about me. That's fantastic. Uh, so you've been in the industry for almost 10 years? Yeah, in the dental and medical financing uh, side of things here in Calgary. I moved to Calgary from Victoria, where I went to went to school and have a bachelor's of science in math and economics. So I really like the number side of things, which just brought me into the banking world and uh, financing for doctors, dentists, and vets. And uh, yeah, so 10 years here in Calgary, approximately. That's amazing. Fantastic. Okay, uh, so tell me about the application process when should a dentist start thinking about funding for a clinic? A lot of medical professionals start thinking like right out of school, I would say. We like to see about two years of practice experience before kind of jumping into that management side of things. The, the whole process kind of takes, it can take it can take a short period of time, three weeks, and it can take years for somebody to find the right clinic. We want to make sure that if the clinic that they're looking at kind of suits their needs, suits what they can do, uh, it's not, you know, somebody who doesn't like children and buying a pediatric <laughs> clinic. Uh, we want to make sure all of that. So there are times where I've worked with dentists for years just analyzing, you know, they, they might send over a a appraisal that they're interested in we'll look at the numbers kind of sit down and discuss it uh, then once they actually have a, an offer that's been accepted then what we we look to do is we collect the documents from them so the appraisal is a huge 
kind of part of what we're looking at. Um, we kind of do all that analysis over about five day period, get the approval, takes a few days for documents and a few days to advance. So it's about from start to finish, it's three weeks to get funding at like a minimum. Okay, so about three weeks uh, to you know for for the application process, but you want you you want the doctor to start speaking you know to the bank uh, as soon as possible, right? As soon as they started to think that they're willing to build a practice or or buy a practice. So one of the things you mentioned uh, you you're looking for somebody at least with a two years experience post graduation. Okay, what numbers of production are you looking for? Like what you know. When you're looking at that experience for a minimum of two years, what, what are we looking at in terms of average daily production or monthly production? That's going to totally depend on the clinic that they're looking at buying, as again. So if somebody comes to us and they only want to work a few days a week or they, they their production is, you know, isn't or is is good, but it's not at the same as the clinic that they're looking at buying. Say they're looking at a clinic that's worth $3 million, but they don't have the production levels as such. We will look to make sure that they fit into kind of the mold of the clinic that they're looking at buying, um, just to make sure that, like, I can't produce some <laughs> produce as much or wouldn't be able to produce as much as, as you know, somebody across the street. So we want to make sure that we, that we set everybody up for success. So it's hard to actually give you a true reflection of exactly what we're looking at in the production, just as long as it matches it's match that's that's uh, really good so what about somebody who is uh, planning to open a uh, build a practice what, what are the steps there yeah that one obviously takes a lot longer to to kind of negotiate of course they're usually working with their their lease negotiators to try and find a space we want to know an idea of the space so we need to have an, an idea of the square footage of what those costs are going to be so we're looking for them to provide us initial budgets and um, those are usually done by the construction companies as well as the equipment suppliers so a lot on a startup a lot of things happen all at once um, with the lease negotiation the suppliers providing quotes their accountants are working on projections we like to see at least three years of projections we want the first year to sort of have a monthly um, the monthly projection and then the second and third year could be annually but that first year really gives us a, a good understanding of what their needs are for cash flow um, so and, and also their insurance providers for life insurance and disability so there's a lot of things in a startup that you're working at all together so it's good to start the conversations in particular for a startup um, well in advance so that you know that you're working with the correct people or with people that are in the industry that know your business perfect so um, y y you know so as you're starting a clinic there's, there's a lot of things that, that is needed a business plan working with the accountant um, Figuring out, you know, the the, the cash flow um, needs for at least um, not only the, the the construction phase, but also for year one and two and three. Yeah, in particular, year one is obviously the one where you're going to be using your operating line the most. Um, the operating lines are there for your day-to-day -day banking needs. So they're there for paying the salaries, paying the rent when your production might not, you know, equate to what your expenses are. So that's when that's when we really need to figure out that operating line need um, to make sure that we have the proper amount set aside for you over that year. Once your year is up, then you have that production, you have those recalls coming into play, you have kind of consistent and right. cash flow that gives you a better understanding. So really that first year is the, is important for us. Okay, fantastic. So uh, tell me who, who's typically involved in this process? Whew, 
involved in the process? Well, the bank's involved. The lawyers, uh, depending on what you're doing, the lawyers are involved with negotiating like the purchase and sale contracts. We don't need the purchase and sale contract to necessarily be signed, but we need to know what, what you're buying if you're buying shares or assets. We need to know um, if you've, you need to negotiate your price because we need to have an idea of what amount, again, you need for financing. You're also typically already involved, your lease negotiators, to make sure that you have, have the proper term and renewal options and demolition clauses and all that kind of good stuff. So at the beginning, it kind of feels like you're spinning around because there's a lot of people who are all involved all at once. Uh, the accountants are involved depending on how you want to structure or if there's multiple corporations. So you have a lot of people and on the banking side of things, you would have myself um, kind of spearheading a lot of that. And we may introduce you to uh, payroll processor companies, or we may introduce you to payment services companies. Uh, we try and act as a, or I try and act as a, as a quarterback sort of to for the additional stuff on the banking side of things. But you're going to have a lot of individuals all, all kind of jumping in and and speaking together in particular in that first few months. Yeah, this is, I mean, amazing. There's just a lot of uh, moving pieces and. And everything needs to come together, right? And uh, I think that's that, that's really great. So uh, in terms of lending, uh, talk to me about the different types of lending available, uh, different types of amortization. Uh, you know, as, as a dentist who's looking into, you know, financing, uh, what should they know about this? Well, on the loan side of things, you, you would typically have one loan that's equipment and leaseholds. So we, we typically lump those in together. Um, basically, that has a 10-year amortization on there. And then on a building side, we would also finance your buildings at 100% as well if it's owner-occupied. So typically, you know, 50% or more is being, being used by the dental clinic. Those loans for buildings are typically 25-year amortizations. So your most common loans are either going to be 10 years or 25 years. And then as you're, as you're practicing and you own your clinic and you're kind of, you know, you're, you've been in there for a few years, you have equity built up, some individuals may want to pull some of that equity out of their clinic and use it um, for other reasons, whether they want to open up another dental clinic or whether they want to draw funds out um, and kind of clean up their corporation for future sale or whatever they're looking at doing, uh, then we would, we would do cash flow loans, which essentially means that we would take the money from the clinic and, and give it to you either personally or or you know in the corporation and we base those loan durations on whether or not we have an appraisal so if we don't have an appraisal those loans are typically over five years but if we do have an appraisal then we can we can put that back out over 10 years assuming your lease is is that long um, so you do have a few different options on loan durations once you've owned your clinic but to start up and to purchase it's usually 10 years it's 10 years okay uh now in terms of uh you know the option of fixed and variable you know, is, is, there, is there a preference that the bank would, would like to, um, you know, guide the, the dentist towards or is it just a, a personal preference? I would say it's a personal preference. Um, I think that as rates are starting to increase, you know, over the past 10 years while I've been in the banking world, rates have gone down every single year for That's about amazing. 10 years. <laughs> so uh, historically, I would say variable 95% of of professionals would go on that variable route. Variable is nice because you can 
put lump sum payments on without any prepayment penalties. You can, you know, if, if you do want to add to the add to the term loan or you want to do kind of change the amortization or change anything, we can do that without any prepayment penalties. Fixed rates, though, I do think that we're going to start to see more of as we're in an increased rate environment. Um, so we will we will start to see more fixed rates or fixed rates, <laughs> but basically. Uh, th with the fixed rates, you can't prepay it all without any prepayment penalties. So in particular, especially with like startups and stuff, you you might initially have a cash crunch. You can't really make any extra lump sum payments onto there, but you might want to in year three or four. And if you're in a fixed rate, you won't be able to until the end of that term. But the variable just gives a lot more flexibility. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and you know, I, I, I do see that, you know, the first, let's say, three years, you know, people are just, you know, kind of trying to grow their practice. Uh, and then year four, five, I mean, like, you know, the the free cash flow that comes into the practice is really amazing because then they can either pay off the loan or start thinking about expanding or, mm -hmm. you know, buying another practice. So that flexibility, I think it's it's really important, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it, the variable rate loans as well are at prime. So it's it's a very low cost to borrow the money. So prime right now is 3.7. And the fixed rates are also discounted. But, you know, they don't quite get down to the same amount as the prime. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, talk to me about, okay, you know what, you, we have the dentist approved for, for the loan. Um, do they just get, you know, a check for a million dollar and now go spend it? Or, or talk, talk to me about that process. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, they don't get a million dollars and then just go spend it. What happens? And again, this is different for startups and purchases. But on a purchase, basically what would happen is that we get the, uh, the approval in place. We have the document signed. And then the documents then go to your lawyer or an ATB-approved lawyer. Basically, you need to make sure that they're on our approved list because they have specific liability insurance. Um, and then what happens is that lawyer will kind of complete all the additional paperwork that we need done and then request the funds from the bank. So the lawyer will handle will handle all of the disbursements of cash. So whether or not that's you know, bringing over something that you need to pay out from another institution or whether it's just like the purchase and sale cost. So the lawyer will deal with all that. On the startup, the lawyer may or may not do our documents. If it's, you know, if that clinic is brand new or that professional corporation's brand new, we can register all the documents on our own. Uh, the lawyer may look at like a lease agreement just to make sure that everything is, is there that we need it to be. Um, and then you would provide us invoices. So the dentist or the doctor would provide us invoices. We would advance the funds based on what's needed. So they may be approved for a million, but the initial invoices might be for 100000 or they may have deposits of 10000 or whatever that looks like. They would give us those invoices, and then we would give them the money to pay the invoices. I see. So as they're building the clinic, they need to collect you know, the, the, the invoices from the construction company, from you know, the dental supplier company, whoever they're using, and, and submit these invoices to the bank in smaller chunks, and that's how the money gets, uh, gets used from the bank. Yes, exactly. And typically they'll they'll combine some of those invoices together. So you might have, you know, large invoices being your equipment suppliers or your construction company draws, and then you could have kind of smaller ones being computers or right. marketing or whichever. We would lump those in together. Um, so we kind of do draws in clumps. Right, right. <laughs> okay. Um, now, talk to me about, uh, you know, the, as, as you know, the first year of, of any startup, you know, Cash flow might be tight, right? Uh, you know the, the 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 operating expenses compared to production, you know, might uh, might be higher than production. So, um, how how do the dentists deal with with first year? 
So one of those things is that we do do interest only. We do interest only for one year for both a clinic purchase as well as a startup. Okay. Well, the startup is two years of interest only. Um, we will do one year interest only on a building purchase as well. So for the first year, if you're buying a clinic and a building and you're purchasing an existing, you know, existing goodwill, then we will do one year of interest only on the clinic and one year of interest only on the building. Okay. And if you're doing a startup where you're, where you're kind of starting a clinic from scratch, we'll still do one year of interest only on the building, but we'll give you two years of interest only on the operating company. Okay. And this, and this, you know, operating line, it's really to help that dentist pay the bills, pay the payroll. Uh, build that production until they're able to 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 make the payments. Yeah, so the operating line would be paying their day-to-day -day needs like their rent, property taxes, salaries, all that kind of stuff. Um, sometimes with the startup, it is hard for them to be able to draw a salary directly initially right out of there. So some dentists will still be doing associate positions for a few days a week or a day a week, just trying to continue to have personal income. Right. Um, so it's important on that business plan to really realize we look at it on a combined basis. So we do look at the business and the personal to make sure that the individuals can draw out the personal salaries that they need to pay their, their personal obligations. And if they don't have that, we have that conversation initially right at the application stage to make sure that they're aware that they, one, may not be able to pay salaries out of their profession corporation initially or out of their startup clinic and two that either they have something you know set aside or, or some additional funds that they're going to be drawing on to live until they can take that money from their corp or that they have like an associate position on the side just to be able to still pay their personal needs absolutely absolutely and, and I find that a lot of a lot of startup dentists nowadays they they actually have to have you know an, an associate um, position somewhere else just to get things going until their practice is able to, you know, bring in their production and, and, and be able to pay the bills. And as you said, you know, uh, most people have like a, you know, a mortgage or car payments and, or, and all that stuff, plus now the, the new loan. So they have to, you know, kind of be on top of that and be able to, to make these payments. So, but I, I think, I think that ability to have an operating line really helps uh, that startup, right? Oh, absolutely. And the other thing that we look at too, because one of the big things, well, with anybody who's either buying or, or building out a practice is some of that personal needs is also on the student credit line side. So when your student credit line starts to have to be repaid, if you're looking at somebody who's out of school for two years, they typically haven't paid it entirely off. Um, so we'll also work with our partners with Alberta Private Client. Um, basically, they will look at potentially kind of refinancing that student loan or if there's something that we can do, because we do amortize the student loan out over 25 years. Okay. So we look on both sides to see if there's something that we can help with and just to free up that cash flow. Fantastic. That's awesome. Um, so t tell me about, you know, what are the fine prints uh, a dentist should pay attention to? <laughs> well, a lot of the a lot of the fine prints are going to be dealt with some of our partners. Um, so some of the fine print, a lot of the fine print with regards to their leases is dealt with certain other individuals in in the industry, um, lease negotiators in particular. <laughs> and, and basically, they're looking at making sure they know the ones who work with the dental dental groups or dental industry know that what we want to see is ten years on those leases. So we want to see it can be a five year term plus five year renewal. It can be a 10-year term, um, whatever, just to bring us out to 10 years. So they will look at that. Um, if we don't have 10 years left on a lease, then we really have to shorten the amortization on the loans, mm -hmm. which could be a cash crunch depending on how on, on the cash flow of that clinic. Um, so they'll look at that. 
And they'll also look at like demolition clauses. We want to make sure that the building that, that the clinic is in is going to be there for 10 years, or at least if it's not going to be there for 10 years, that there's some mitigating factors uh, if, if there's that demolition clause in there. So those are some of the fine print. The other, a lot of the other stuff is dealt with by the lawyers. Um, we want to make sure that the purchase agreement's there, that there's non-compete clauses, that if the existing dentist is to stay on, that there's their associate agreements. Um, we want to make sure that the payment processors that they have or that they get put in place are, are you know, national organizations or not even national, but we want to make sure that the that the fine print of their of those agreements is beneficial to them, um, right, and right. that they get low prices on those on those f machines. So those are a lot of the kind of fine print, I guess. The other things that I would say with the fine print are what to pay attention to is your light is your insurance. The loans we require to be fully life insured, so we want to make sure that that life insurance process can take some time. We want to start on that process kind of right away when we have an idea of the amount that they need, kind of the term loans plus operating lines. And then we also need to make sure that they have disability insurance, which is slightly unique to ATB, but we want to make sure that the disability is there so that if anything does happen to the dentist, that the loans in particular are kind of paid in full. Um, and or the monthly payments are paid in full so that they can then hire an associate and keep managing the clinic without having to worry about those loan payments. So those are kind of a lot of the things that the dentist should pay attention to. And a lot of it, again, is going to be if they talk to me first, I would send them over to different uh, individuals in the industry. Right. Okay, perfect. Um, this is awesome. So uh, now let's say, you know, our dentist here uh, did really well and now is thinking to, you know, kind of purchase the second or clinic or build the second clinic, right? Um, is the is the process different now that, you know, that this dentist ha have uh, a clinic already and, and going for the second clinic? The process, a lot of it is still very similar. So what we look to do is we'll finance 100% of dental clinics where the dentist is can be at that clinic or will be at that clinic practicing. So right now we kind of will look up to say four or five dental clinics for one particular dentist, basically saying that they could be in every clinic one day a week if, if needed. Um, we again will work with their lawyers and their accountants to figure out how this is being structured because we don't know if there's multiple professional corporations or if they want to house it under one single professional corporation, how many accounts they need, all of that kind of stuff. Um, the, the information that we need is still similar. We still need to vet that clinic that they're looking at purchasing. So we'll still look at the appraisals, financial statements of, of the existing clinic. Um, so the information is all fairly consistent. And additional information that we do look at, because we do look at the personal side, is we do look at professional or personal financial statements of each individual. Yeah, so anybody who's kind of more than a 25% shareholder, we request that we have their financial statements. We have a template, so we, we send that off to them to complete. And then we do look at their personal income tax because we look at it on a whole combined. Right, um, so right. we want to look at, at the combination of them personally, them on their business side. But typically, we'll, it, it's the same kind of process. And a lot of the times, we have their, a lot of most of their information if they already deal with us. So we just need the new info. Perfect. That's, uh, that's really awesome. Um, so, you know, let, let's say uh, we have a scenario here that, you know, the operating line of credit is already maxed out, um, you know, the the grace period, interest only, it, it's coming to an end, uh, that dentist struggling, you know, what, what, what is your advice? 
I would say reach out to your advisors as quickly as possible. Um, let us get in front of the situation rather than have to be kind of react. So if you're already missing loan payments, we would rather get out in front of that. Um, we would work with your accountants to figure out sort of what we can do. So can we extend out your amortization? You know, if, if you're on a startup, you've had two years of interest only, that would mean that you have eight years of repayment left. Can we put you out to 10 years and then you right. can make those payments? Um, or do we need to, you know, look at that operating line and see if there's something we can do there? Or can we look at the personal side? So what I would say is reach out in advance and then we can kind of try and, and present a, a united kind of approach and figure out how to best assist you. Perfect. This is awesome. Uh, Trisha, thank you so much. This was amazing information. I really appreciate your time here with us. Thank you. Thank you. for joining us today on Grow Your Dental Practice podcast. I'd like to thank our corporate partner, Zero, a beautiful accounting software. We use Zero for all our clients and they love it. If you'd like to know more information on myself or Shift Accounting, you can head directly to our website, shiftacct.com. You can visit the blog, sign up for our newsletter, or reach out to me directly at mohammed at shift acct.com Thank you.